It says that Yosef made evil shivas yomim for his father. That he uh, did avelus for seven days. And the Gemara might cut, and there's a question, how do we know that avelus is seven days? So the Gemara in Bavli doesn't mention at all the Pasuk of Yosef and this week's Pasha. Yosef observed seven days of Avelis. So the Yerushalmi there says that the reason why we can't learn from Yosef as a mitzvah for everyone, for us today, that Avelis is seven days, is because that happened before Matan Torah. Now this is a general rule, that we don't learn from before Matan Torah. Now, Teisvis and Daftes in Mayit Cotton, Legabe de Dinas, Ema Avim Simcha Besimcha. You're not allowed to marry, can't get married on Cholomayit. Why? Because you can't mix two Simchas. There's a mitzvah of Simcha by marriage, by a wedding, and there's a mitzvah of Simcha for Yontif. You can't mix the two Simchas at the same time. You have to give them each its own time, its own space of time. So the Rishami says, the Torah says, how do we know this cloud that Eima Avim Simcha Besimcha? Says Torah is the Rishami that says we learn it from uh, Yaakov when he married uh, Leah, and he wanted to marry Rachel after that. So Lovin told him, Malish of let's wait a week from the wedding of Leah. So you finish the Sheva Brachas with Leah. It's a mitzvah of Simcha for seven days, and then you can marry Rachel. So we see from here that the only way Yaakov could marry Rachel, he could only marry her after the Sheva Brachas of Leah is over. Because during the Sheva Brachas of Leah, there's another Chi of Simcha, a Chi of Simcha for Leah. So he can't get married to Rachel because he's Ma'ag of two Simchas. So there we see we're learning from before Matan Torah. The Shalmi, when it comes to Avelus and Davchov, Tesis brings the Shalmi that we can't learn from Yosef in this parasha, that Avelis is seven days because it's before Matan Torah. When it comes to the din that you can't mix two simchas, so you can't have two marriages at the same time. And you have to give each cause of simcha its own space, in its own space of time. We learn it from, from, from Yaakov and Lovan, which is before Matan Torah. So it's a contradiction. So says the Rebbe Resicha, the Torah is there by Ema Avon Simcha Simcha explains what is the reason behind this rule that you cannot mix two simchas is because you need to be able to give full attention to each simcha. And it's impossible for a person to devote undivided attention for each simcha when he has two simchas at the same time. In order to enjoy something fully, you have to be totally, undividedly focused on that simcha. So the Rebbe says like this, what we learn from before Matan Torah is not a halacha. A halacha, take, we can't learn before Matan Torah. And that's what Jesus is saying, that we can't learn the din that Avelos is seven days from Yosef's observance of seven days when his father Yaakov, his father Yaakov passed away in this week's parasha. But we could learn from before Matan Torah that the nature of people is not to be able to focus on two simchas. So we're not learning a halacha. A halacha you can't learn because Nitna Torah and it's Chacha Halacha. It says that after Matan Torah, all the Halachas and the standards of Halacha changed. So you can't derive anything from what happened before Matan Torah. But you can derive from before Matan Torah what the nature of people is. The fact that Lovan didn't want Yaakov to marry Rochel within in, 
within the period of the Sheva Bochas of Leia is because because then he wouldn't be able to devote the full Simcha to Rachel and to Leia because he would be having two Simchas simultaneously. So we see from here that it's impossible for a person to fully enjoy something, especially a Simcha Shal Mitzvah, when he has another Simcha also at the same time concurrently. The nature of people that we could learn from because the nature is the same. This will also explain according to the Rebbe's vote, how we can learn the din, as Rashi says in Sechta Nazir, we learn that a bar mitzvah is at, at 13 years old. Rashi, learned, Rashi says we learn it from, from Shimon Velevi when they killed the city of Shechem. It says Ish Charboy. We know that that day they became bar mitzvah, they were 13, and calls them Ish. So we know that you're a bar mitzvah, you're an adult, you're an Ish when you become 13. It was before Matan Terah. So that the answer is, as the Rebbe brings in another place, that there is two in Yonim Bar Mitzvah. The Bar Mitzvah, one in Yonim Bar Mitzvah is the Nefesh HaGdosha, the Neshama comes into the child's fully at Bar Mitzvah. Um, the Tchilas HaKnisa is by the Bris, as the Alter Rebbe says in Shechon Oroch, but the, the, the culmination of the Knisas Neshama, Nefesh HaGdosha, into the Pneumius of the person happens at Bar Mitzvah. So that's a, a Jewish thing. It's nothing to do with goyim, and that's why the Rosh says the bar mitzvah is halacha lamesh mesina, which has nothing to do with goyim. What would be bar goyim? When are they a mitzvah? According to that, says the Chassam Sefer, each child is different depending on how mature he is, because it's not connected to this halacha lamesh mesina, which is strictly a Jewish concept. It applies only to Jews, connected to the neshama. But there is another concept in, mitzvah, in, in bar mitzvah. The fact that an adult is more mature, a person develops, it's hard to impose laws and mitzvahs and obligations on a child who is not fully developed maturely, uh, mentally. So when a person reaches a level of maturity at 13, that's when he can impose mitzvah. So the union of a mitzvah is connected to a natural development. That's Shaykhtar B'nei Noyachtu. So this is what Rashi is saying. Rashi is saying we'll learn from from uh, Shimon and Levi, that at age 13, you can be called an Ish because you have reached, uh, at, eight, at 13, a child reaches naturally a level in its development that they can be called an Ish. And that's a natural thing we learn from, not a halacha. So that explains that as well, because Rabbi Yosef Engel has a long arichas proving from multiple places in Shas where we do learn from before Matan Torah, which is in contradiction to what the Yerushalmi says. But according to the Rebbe, some of those sources can be easily explained that it's not about learning a halacha from Matan Torah. All we're learning from before Matan Torah is a natural reality, how human nature evolves over time, and that we could learn from before Matan Torah. The same, one, one other source, just to add one final example, was Rabbi Yosef Engel asks, why is it that we can learn from the story of Yehuda when he says, he said to, you, to, to Yosef, I am the one who uh, guaranteed the return of Benjamin to my father, and that's why I'm insisting on taking his place. I don't want you to keep him here because I took responsibility for him. From here we learn the halachas like the Gemara and Baba Basrem that if somebody is an Ariv for somebody else's loan, so Reuven is loaning money to Shimon, but he only wants to loan money to Shimon if Levi is guaranteeing the loan. That means if Shimon can't pay it, Levi will pay it. 
How do we know that if Levi agrees to be an Oriv, a guarantor, that he's binding? And if Shimei doesn't pay, Reuven can go to Levi. We learn it from Yehuda, because Yehuda says, I'm the one who was guaranteeing the child. The question is, what does Yehuda's story have to do with a guarantee for a loan? Yehuda was guaranteeing the return of Binyamin. It wasn't a financial man. It was just, he promised his father he'll return Binyamin. How do we learn from Yehuda that if I promise a lender that if the borrower doesn't pay, I'll pay, that my word is binding without a Kenyan, just saying it's enough, it's binding. But learn it from Yehuda. Yehuda is not talking about money. He was talking about just that he promised to return an act. He guaranteed and committed himself to, to commit an act of returning Binyamin safely to his house, to his father. Says the Rebbe, a very interesting vote, which has which is a broad topic, and has very interesting ramifications in Allah on multiple levels. But just in the Kudah of what the Rebbe says there, that from Yehudi we learn that you can bind yourself to another person to become that person himself. In other words, Arvus is not only that I promise that I will make good on what he did wrong. If he fails to pay you back, I will pay for it instead of him. But Arvus means that I'm uniting myself with the loiver, with the borrower, that if he doesn't pay, I pay because I'm like the borrower. It becomes this achtus between the oriv and the loiver. I become one with the borrower. And this has halachic ramifications, where how we see the concept of arvus, whether it's just like I'm promised to, to, to make good on his payment, or I am actually becoming the loyver himself. What we learn from Yehuda, Yehuda says, take me instead because I am Binyamin, so it doesn't matter, take me instead. That we can learn from before Matan The etzim meaning that it's possible for one person to unite himself with another person so much that they become the other person. That we learn from Yehuda, and that's not a halacha, we learn a metzias, a teva. So therefore, we can learn that halacha from Yehuda.